The Hurling Podcast is brought to you by the Enniscorthy Credit Union, where you can join and apply for a loan on the same day. With great interest rates and special rates for car loans, green car loans and education loans. Check out their website at enniscorthycu.ie. The Enniscorthy Credit Union. Local, loyal and lending. Loans are subject to approval. Terms and conditions apply. If you do not meet the repayments on your loan, your account will go into arrears. This may affect your credit rating, which may limit your ability to access credit in the future. Enniscorthy Credit Union Limited is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Catch, touch and bang. Dara is a fantastic coach and um, some really, really exciting uh, young players coming through. Um, so there's an awful lot to be uh, excited about Max really the moment. I listen to dancing at the crossroads there about three or four times a week in the car on the way down just to get this. <laughs> <laughs> Tony is like the party, uh, as we well know. Then we had Billy Byrne, who was going to come in to be the game champion. And we had to put a high ball in from the middle of the field. And Billy Byrne's job was to catch, touch and bang. Catch, touch and bang. Oh, there's no rules. This guy just grabbed the ball, threw it up in the air and then hit it. Most importantly, I'd like to thank you, the people of Wexford, who stuck with us through take and take. Come on, Wexford! Hello and welcome to the Hurling Podcast. Well, Ben, unfortunately, you called it back at the start of the year. Hope you're happy with yourself. Certainly not. You did fear that Clare would knock us out of the championship. Back back when you predicted it, was it a realistic fear or was it? Well, it was because we were always likely to meet them, I suppose. But yeah. I, I, just, I just... We had lost to them in three of the last four years before this year. Now it's four out of five. So I just kind of thought maybe something might change. We might not meet them or we might be able to get over the line this time. I do feel we made a better stab at it than the last few times. Yeah, it was looking so good for so long, but in the end, an extremely disappointing result for Wexford. But I think we can be proud of the monumental effort put in by the lads all year. And I think overall, it was a positive first year for Dara and his team and one that we can be excited to see them build on for next year. Do you think? Yes, it was. Let's not forget, it's Dara's first time as an inter-county manager. So he's learning as well. He's brought in a lot of new players. I'm sure he'll bring in new players next year again. There's a lot of players there for a long time. We are probably entering into maybe a bit of a transitional period. But I think Dara has definitely done quite okay. Obviously not magnificent. We didn't win anything. But um, I think he's made progress and hopefully progress continues. Yeah, and we haven't. He he mentioned that talking after the match that, you know, while he does seem happy that he put in a that the team have put in good work during the year, there's still nothing to show for it in terms of winning stuff, and it's something that he seems fairly determined to to write next year. And it was good. It was good to hear him. You know, he's already thinking about next year and getting the lads back and knowing what 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 he needs to work on. But this week, we have two separate chats. Uh, we are joined by former Wexford star Harry Kyo. But first, here we are chatting with former Clare All-Ireland winner, Colin Ryan. All right. Well, Colin, thanks for uh, coming on and joining the two Wexford lads to, for us to give out for the next half an hour about, about the game of the weekend to you. Um, I promise. <laughs> 
Are you happy that the two lads got off their suspension so that Claire didn't have to pull out of the championship, as was suggested by former TD James Breen? Yeah, I, I, I don't know about James's logic now, to be quite honest. <laughs> so, and, and like, as it turns out, I suppose, listen, like, isn't it, isn't it, it's, it's always ironic, like, you know, Rory Hayes goes off after eight minutes. And, uh, you know, obviously Peter was probably pivotal in terms of, you know, the free taking on the day. But, um, you know, it's just funny how things work out. And, like, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if both of them were off after 10 minutes. You know, that's just the way, like, you know, it, it kind of goes. But, like, I just thought, the manner in which it occurred and everything else was probably the was probably the annoyance I felt on my side. Like, you know, I think the one gripe I have with the GA is kind of the fairness side of things. You know, like either it's either you do it for everything or you don't do it at all. You know, this nitpicking, you know, and, and kind of picking and choosing when they want to pull rules together and and when they don't is um is probably what annoys most players. It's probably what annoys, you know, most people, I think, around the place. And I I think it it kind of shows the amateurist uh, amateurness of the of the GA in a lot of ways, you know, and how they don't really have a, a clear, you know, rule book or or set of rules for for everything. Yeah, do you think do you think that the Clare support, maybe the Clare Twitter support, uh, got a bit carried away with it? Uh, like, I mean, on on the Galway side, they didn't really complain too much. Yet, yet, yet they were the one who came up with the rule to get them off. <laughs> You know what? It's it, it's funny, like, cause I I said I I think I said in Twitter like that, you know, um, like obviously they're, I hope they're going to appeal it, but like we don't have a great track record with it. I'm just glad that Galway a Galway lad was was called as well because I <laughs> for him only for him I said we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have got out of it, you know. So it's listen, I think Twitter is what it is. You know, you start a media storm and uh, it, it it you you know I think I I think you have to pick and choose what you actually. I suppose read and what's relevant and stuff like that, and sometimes you know use it to your advantage, you know, and creating a bit of a a furore about these things. Maybe you know you don't know whether it's going to help or not, but you know I suppose the the platform is there now, and um, you know you have to use it to your advantage. But there is a lot, a lot of crap on it, you know, and there's a lot of stuff. Certainly is. <laughs> and even even on a personal note, you know, like I I saw like kind of very personal things towards Rory Hayes and Peter Duggan, which isn't done either, you know, like so. Um, you know, that's kind of that's the other side of it, I suppose. You know that we can kind of protect them, but there was shades of uh, of ninety eight about Claire, all right, around the place. I think it's probably the connection with Lohan, you know, and and maybe that kind of stuff that went on. But it was uh, it was funny in the end. Um, I suppose you can look back on it, but it, these things do get out of hand a small bit. I think on 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 the media side of things. Do you yeah. know? Do you know this fella who runs the Claire Times now? I I actually don't, and you know what. I, I think like people have tried to figure it out for years and years and uh, obviously like the, the, there was uh, I suppose the, the bit of talk about how they were trying to figure it out you know with, with, with Pat Fitz and maybe some of the stuff that was said but I actually don't <laughs> um, uh, and there was often suggestions that he was actually from my own club there was somebody who asked me mm-hmm. and I had absolutely no idea uh, who he is. Does anyone believe what he says like because He's certainly an extremist. Yeah, sure. Like I suppose, like any, like anything else. He's like I won't say he's probably like buff, but like you know, in Clare, there is a lot of hurling people who probably just read him just for rumors, you know, and just for stuff like maybe that he might hit the nail on the head maybe once every ten, you know, and they might. <laughs> it's kind of just it's kind of just for for I suppose pub talk maybe on a on a Sunday evening after a championship match or stuff like that, you know, it's. Um, you have an awful lot more people, I suppose, following uh, things like this, and 
he probably has a platform where you know he can say what he likes and he probably does have a certain amount of following who who believe it i actually thought it was more of a waterford whispers before i actually realized that oh, i'm still not sure if, if he is trying to be serious but uh, yeah. it's just something that you did say there and uh, I, yeah i'd like to reiterate it like for an amateur game like a community-based game public attacks on twitter regardless of what a, a player or, or has, has done uh it's just there's no place for it. amateur players that need to go about their daily lives or their work lives during the week and they're they're playing this game for nothing yeah that's, for sure. that's that's before i start giving out about the referee later on <laughs> but but before before we before we leave um <laughs> sorry at least you're putting your face to it it's all right yeah <laughs> before we leave um the the suspensions uh i think it might have been you on twitter that you kind of said well like he was being held and, and what do you do ask him to let you go or maybe it was Derek conan but what do you do in that situation because there, there has to be a line doesn't there I mean, yeah. what, what, I think we can agree what Rory is did was the wrong thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and, and like, and, and like this, I suppose it often looks worse on on replays and when you slow things down. Like, but like the way I look at that was like if Rory Hayes hit Seamus Flanagan like down across the back of the neck like that, you know, hard enough to do damage. There is no way Seamus Flanagan would have just you know plowed on with Didn't the game. Flinch. You know, it does look like. You know, when you slow things down, they often look worse than what they are. And yeah, you can say Limerick are tough. I know they're tough, but like the way he hit them, you know, and stuff like that, it's, uh, it was loose. He was lucky, you know, that he got out of it. Like, you know, I, like uh, if it was seen on the day, you know, there's a good chance it would have been a red card, you know, in yeah. terms of like how it looked, you know, things can look, but like, I don't think, you know, he murdered him or anything like that. Like he, the fella didn't even go down, you know, like, so. You need to go back for a third one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, well, we've established that if you go down now, the ref will just tell you to get back up. Yeah, and like it is, it is gone very strange in terms of like you know, like you see there, Conor Cleary and and Conor McDonald, you know, having a, a kind of I suppose a, a good wrestling match inside, you know, and the ref kind of pulled it once or twice. But the umpires and and linesmen and stuff like that have to be on play a bit more, you know, like that if if there is holding going on, like I hear the line now even at club level, other oh, both doing it you know, and stuff like that. And I suppose, like, does that mean that just you ignore it? You know, it's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like, that's just a good line for referees, I think, not to give it, you know, like, but there was a there was one there, I think Conor McDonald got given a free for Conor Cleary pulling, and rightly so, you know, like, I think, um, uh, but there is a lot of forwards, I suppose, Galan and the likes now have got into the habit of getting into good wrestling matches with, with, with full backs, you know, to try and try and break themselves free. But I just think it's a bad habit in the game. You know, and it's a very frustrating one if you are a player, you know, and somebody's pulling at you and stuff like that. Like, so you do kind of get that reaction, I suppose, and stuff like that, which which probably is a, is a, is a bad thing for the game. Have you ever marked Conor Cleary? <laughs> Too many times now for my uh, recollection. But you know what? It's funny. When I kind of marked him, I suppose, when I was playing, he was uh, he was more of a halfback and you don't really get the same opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's turned into a right manhandler inside at full vacuum. <laughs> it's incredible. I don't anymore. <laughs> but, you know, but you know what? Like, he's a fellow who kind of knows, I won't say he knows his limitations, but, like, he comes from a football background, you know, in a lot of ways. And I suppose you have that tightness and you have that kind of, like, uh, closeness in, in football that's kind of going on a lot now. Um, 
but yeah, he gets away with an awful lot more than I would have thought. You know, it's uh, it's 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 you know, it's it's tough stuff. But I suppose he's worried maybe about getting into a foot race with players, you know, and he's kind of trying to to pull him closer to him and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I'm sure it's something the referees are on to watch out for, so he probably needs to be careful too. I feel it's almost as if the like the umpires have a chat with the ref at halftime and say because he, he seems to give away a lot of frees but only in the second half yeah quite possibly yeah like you know but you'd imagine they're all hooked up like wouldn't you on the radio like you know it's just um it's just phenomenal but yeah i presume and, and as well as that i suppose the game opens up a lot more in the second half you know he's probably he's probably caught maybe with not as much coverage around him you know and maybe they look more clear-cut and stuff like that so um he is definitely um something that i suppose a lot of teams are looking out for but um he's 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 marking a lot of really good hurlers and he's you know he's holding his own and he's tough and tight and I, he's doing a better job this year than he has done in previous years i think you know but the game has changed too you know you're trying to the space in front of full back lines and he's probably been protected a bit more by john Conlon this year you know and stuff like that so um he's actually having quite a, a reasonable year you know in terms of a really tough position you know there isn't that many out there who 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 have a um, I suppose a, a handle on an, uh, a full back spot. I think so. Yeah, he did quite well against Gillan. I thought a couple of weeks ago, and I thought he was pretty good uh, on Saturday as well. Yeah, it's when he gets kind of dragged out. I think is his issue, you know, and 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 when that space is in front of him, you know. But um, yeah, it was something that Claire obviously looked at. Maybe it was it was the only thing they kind of. Um, they kind of helped him in the last 15 minutes when they went back to protect him a small bit more and started running the ball out, you know, which which kind of, I suppose, with the injuries and stuff like that, that the bodies were off for Wexford, you know, Claire really made hay in that last 15 minutes and 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 used, I suppose, their fitness levels. I think Claire's fitness levels are phenomenal this year. You know, I think, um, you know, to go toe-to-toe with, with the best team out there, Limerick, up until extra time, you know, just goes to show that their fitness levels are right up there, but it took them a long time to get going on uh, on Saturday. Is that because now I have a little bit of an issue with this? What people are saying, um, all the all the word is, oh, Claire had you know, tough game a couple of weeks ago, and they did, big emotional. And I was thinking, well, Wexford only played a game last week. No, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that at all. I don't think uh, this whole issue of tiredness. I don't, I don't get it. I think, I think what happened from my eyes were like you know, Claire have been going like probably extraordinarily well this year and they would have went into the game no offense to Wexford but as as favorites like you know and 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 maybe they got complacent you know and maybe they thought like that you know it would just happen against Wexford but Wexford set up really well you know they were really smart against them you know I thought Dar Egan got his matchups really well um and what happened with Clare I think was like they kind of they got lazy really you know and they were kind of trying to start attacks from you know our own 45 line and striking ball into that Wexford defense that's crowded you know and having you know Dio O'Keefe and uh you know back there to sweep up and Wexford were running the ball out far better but it was only when Clare kind of changed their game plan and brought Shane O'Donnell and Tony Kelly and David Fitz and Ryan Taylor back a bit deeper you know, that they started to kind of punch holes in, in the Wexford uh, backline, you know, and, and ran through them rather than hitting ball up to them because, you know, that Wexford backline is actually quite a strong backline. And if you start lumping ball into them, you know, there isn't too many like that are going to beat Liam Ryan, you know, in the air, Matthew Hanlon. You know, these lads are, are physical lads. You know, the wrecks are unbelievable readers of the game. You know, they're always, um, you know, close around the place and stuff like that. So 
like I, I think it was just it took him a long time I think to figure out how to get to grips with uh with the way Wexford were set up which was a fantastic way to set up to be Clare but Clare were a bit lazy I think and a small bit complacent in terms of how they were actually going to win this game and was it was it that they got to grips with what Wexford were doing or was it that Wexford kind of ran out of legs and Clare seemed to just gain energy well, well, I, I, I didn't see Ryan Taylor going back into his 21 and, and picking up ball, you know, for the whole game until that last 15 minutes. You know, like he, he, he probably instigated it, really. You know, he dropped so far back in the last 15 minutes and like his pace, like his blistering pace, like he had a phenomenal last 15 minutes, you know, in terms of, but he wasn't doing that for the whole game. You know, he wasn't going back. Colin Malone wasn't going back. Shane O'Donnell wasn't going deep. You know, these lads were, 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 were kind of they were nearly playing in a they were all kind of playing in the forward line rather than doing what Claire have done really well this year. You know, when I look at kind of Claire when they were really good in parts of the Munster Championship, like there was crossfield ball being played to David Fitzgerald and he was on pretty much his own wing back, you know, and he was setting up attacks from that side. Whereas we didn't find ourselves with a lot of that. It was nearly as if like we had too much space. Uh, because Wexford were dropping men back and it was kind of a case of, well, I have enough time here to hit it. And they were hitting it, you know, and hitting it into that crowd of defence and, and they really weren't getting there. But I get your point. There was a bit of a bit of both. I think, you know, Wexford were were weary bodied. I think, you know, Claire figured out, I think, something that was working. But I suppose they they instigated it really well, I suppose. And they, they, they you know, they kind of got to grips with it. But like if they played like that for another... 10 minutes, you know, they'd have been out of sight. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> now on that, and again, maybe I'm having my Wexford hat on here. Um, there was a period, I think it was, it was just before the Clare goal. Damien, Re- or Shane Reck went down. Then Damien Reck went down. And the ref just said, oh, get up, lads. Get up your, your trying yeah. to waste time. Now it did suit, it did suit Wexford at the time because Claire were coming forward but the two lads had to be replaced like a minute later yeah and I think you get that in 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 I suppose as the championship gets more kind of serious and maybe momentum was on Claire's side and it probably looked poor but like I've been on the receiving end of that as well and refs thinking that you're pulling a fast one you know and stuff like that I suppose if it had been a collision maybe and he he went down because of a collision and stuff like that it might have been different but um I think as you get to the series end of the championship, you do get a lot of that, you know, where the ref wants to keep things going. They don't want to slow it down, but it is really ref preference, you know, and that's, again, you know, another thing that on another day, a ref would have stopped it, killed the momentum, and it might have suited Wexford. So, you know, sometimes you get lucky with that, and I think sometimes you get a small bit unlucky, but it, the ref definitely had the view that clear of the momentum here, Wexford are trying to kill it. We'll keep going, and the seriousness of the injury actually didn't matter in his eyes, you know, which is a lot of what happens. Well, it definitely suited us at that time to have an injury now. But yeah. it was also, we couldn't get a sub on. I think we were trying to get a sub on for Shane Rick. Couldn't get him on quickly, quickly enough. Then we had to rejig things around where Connor Devitt went on Kelly. And it kind of coincides with Kelly coming back into the game and with probably Ryan probably Taylor, Taylor getting going game. again as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, you know, that's, the, that's the one thing I will say about, about Tony like this. Like his his fitness levels are phenomenal. Like you know, so you can pull and drag at him for you know whatever length of time. And I thought Rick was unbelievable on him. And you know, it's not the first time he's he's been good on him. You know, so 
like it is definitely a matchup. It's a bit like um, uh, O'Donoghue with Cork. You know, he kind of, he, he has, you know, the raw ability to kind of go at Tony, but you can't shut him down for 70 minutes. You know, you just can't. He's just, fitness levels are just so phenomenal. You know, and I, and coming into that game, you know, he had an ankle injury. You know, he was he was out of action early for the for the for the two weeks previous. You know, but he's just he's um he's a he's a different level. You know, he's he's the best I ever played with by a country mile. You know, he's he's in his leadership is just great as well. You know, but to have him, I suppose, come back into it, and it wasn't him who instigated it, but when he got going, you know, the crowd kind of lifted and everybody came in behind him and stuff like that. And he is real, the, the talisman and, and, and the role model, I think, for this for this Clare team. Yeah, I mean, I th- hats off to Shane Rick, and that was his first match back. I mean, look, he, he got about 10 minutes against Kerry last week, but he's been, he's been out for, for months with a, a really bad hamstring injury. We actually, talking on the podcast last week, thought it was too soon to be back starting, especially with the job of man marking Tony Kelly. But uh, yeah, he just did a phenomenal job, but ran out of steam and had to go off, as did. I mean, the matchups, you mentioned it, they, they, from, from a Wexford point of view, they all seem to work very well. Maybe not, um, I don't think Liam Ryan was suited to Ian Galvin. That uh, that one didn't work out as well, but Matt on, on Duggan, um, uh, Connor Devitt on Ryan Taylor. Connor Devitt, I, I actually didn't notice until it was pointed out on the Sunday game. But I mean, he was, he, first of all, he kept Ryan Taylor really quiet, but then he was also making himself available for goal chances uh, with, with just great runs forward that that weren't spotted by, by Wexford lads. That happened on two occasions. Yeah. And then Damien Reck, who's been probably our player of the year on, on Shane O'Donnell, did such, such a good job. And then when he went off, Shane O'Donnell came to life. I, like, I think. When when we'd been discussing like kind of um, uh, Claire the last couple of years, or when people have been talking about it, I don't think people fully underestimated like the loss of Shane O'Donnell and Peter Duggan to this Claire setup. Like you know, you're you're not replacing like with like you know, and maybe this year, I suppose you know Rogers and Meehan are are coming, but they definitely still wouldn't replace you know Peter Duggan and Shane O'Donnell and the qualities that they happen. But it's not even the quality that they have; it's it's that they have to be watched. You know, and that Peter Duggan, Shane O'Donnell, um, Tony Kelly, you know, are three, you have to have three good men to pick them up, you know, because they kind of drift and they kind of have different characteristics and stuff like that, you know, and that's as much a, a, a thing, I think, that kind of, it's like a, a match of who's going to pick them up and other teams have to be conscious of that and they have to maybe set up slightly differently. But it was Ian Galvin who was the young son here on the first half because he kept us in yeah. the game, you know, so like we, we have a nice mix um, and it's probably the the one thing this year with Clare where, as opposed to other years, is that we're we're kind of the balance of scoring has kind of been stretched across the board. And I think it really does go to show you, you know, if you are to succeed at um, uh, at All Ireland level and even trying to match a Limerick, you have to have more than you know two marquee forwards, you know, because other than that. You, you won't score enough because, you know, they will have two phenomenal backs, you know, to pick up those players. And, you know, unfortunately, I suppose, with Rory O'Connor going off, Wexford, one of their unbelievably fo- unbelievable forwards. And then suddenly you only have Conor McDonald and, and Lee Chin, you know, and then are you robbing Peter to pay Paul with Chin, you know, going in and going out and, you know, trying to win ball and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, they're probably lacking 
maybe one or two more of high quality where you have to be really conscious of, of, of where they are. But obviously the loss of uh, Rory O'Connor, who caused absolute rack in the, in, in the match, you know, that Claire, they played Claire early in the year, you know, scoring 1-4 um, was, was a big uh, disadvantage to Wexford. You, you gave him hurler of the week, actually. I did. I did. Yeah, I recall. You did. <laughs> and, you know, I, you could see Derry Egan's disappointment in him coming off. You know, it was nearly as if, like, you know, he was trying to keep him on the field, you know, and I, I, I don't know how serious Rory O'Connor's injury was, but you could see the disappointment in Darry Egan's face, you know, when he realised that he wasn't going to be able to continue in the game, you know, and it just goes to show maybe, you know, how important he was to that Wexford team. It was felt by the whole county. <laughs> no, I'm kind of not surprised. Every game he's assaulted in most games, you know. <laughs> And he's always limping because he's the he's our main focal point of attack, I suppose. Yeah, he has been this year. Yeah, definitely. You know, he stepped up massively. But I suppose with that comes, you know, maybe next year, you know, might you might see a better Rory O'Connor because he'll have developed that, you know, kind of I think mental strength to deal with that. You know, that you are going to be the one who's been pulled and dragged at. And that is probably where the likes of a, a Tony Kelly has come to the fore. You know, he has he has really kind of, I suppose, got that in his head that he knows he's going to be man-marked. He enjoys it. You know, I just recall, like, the, himself and Sean Finn going toe-to-toe in the Munster final and him laughing at him. You know, he was just mad for road. Like, he was like, whatever you do here today, you're not going to bother me, you know. And, um, you know, that is really, I suppose, what, what, what but I think Rory O'Connor had a phenomenal year. And I think, you know, him being a marquee forward this year and learning how to deal with that um, will stand him next year, you know, in that Wexford setup. There were a lot of people, a lot of Wexford people, Tom Dempsey wrote, Tom was speaking yesterday and he was very upset, annoyed at the analysis on RTE after the game. Now, I have to say, I, I watched the game back, listened to commentary, I wasn't really annoyed or anything. But then when I heard Canning and Davey say that both our goals were square balls and the where Chin was dragged down wasn't even a, wasn't even a question of a, Apparently, it was just afraid. It was two lads covering. Did you, did, would you have felt that we're talking nonsense now? Like, listen, RT and talking points and <coughs> kind of stuff. Um, I don't know actually how much analysis actually takes place, you know, in terms of actual real <laughs> the games. Um, it's, it seems to be just kind of talking points and what they want to talk uh, about. I thought Wexford set up really well. Um, you know, like, Claire don't often get the credit as well, you know, sometimes I think in how they play and I think you have to, all they want to do, I think, is is maybe talk about one or two different things in that analysis and there isn't a lot of real analysis that goes on with it and how Wexford set up or any, like, was there really talk about how Wexford set up, you know, or or who marked, who was there clips of, you know. I think they tried to give a little bit of credit to Davey rather than giving it to Dara Egan on that. Like, it's it just, it's, you know, I, I, I get annoyed talking about it because I suppose as a passionate hurling people, like, you know, there, there's more in-depth conversations below in a club hurling ground than there is maybe, you know, in, in what the Sunday game or what RT are doing because the show is too short. You know, you're, you're too many games um, for them to actually have any. And it's, it's happening too quickly. You know, they're editing as they're watching games. You know, they don't even really get the chance, you know, and, and then the editors are looking at what's, what, what the talking points are, what's, what's important, you know, what will, I suppose, create viewership, 
you know, in terms of people staying on and what will create content they can talk about then for the next couple of days. So, like, it has... They nailed it last. They nailed it two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, like, you know, and it is it has kind of, you know, gone that way. Um, You know, sometimes the real analysis is, is done away from, I think, uh, what RT have to offer, which is unfortunate, really, for, for them having the majority of the rights. So, so right. then, th- th- thoughts on the, the penalties and the... Or not the, pen- the the square balls and the potential penalty that wasn't. Well, listen, the potential penalty that wasn't, uh, we'll thank a Wexford man anyway for uh, helping us there because if he didn't give it last year, it would have been given this year, you know. So <laughs> it's it, it like it it really was like when you when you think realistically about it, what was the issue with that black card last year? It was the application of it that day you know, in that ground, what was that massive talking point that went on for ages? And suddenly then it was a case of, well, you know, we can't do something like that. I would imagine in the talks that went on this year with the black card, you would want to be the very last defender with, you know, nobody around you and, you know, on the 14, heading for goal, you know, absolutely no stonewall. You know, I think there's absolutely, um, it hasn't been used. It hasn't been used at all this year, and there's been loads of times when I'd have thought, you know, oh, that's a that's a black card, you know, that's a penalty. And I actually, in some of the games, I was kind of double guessing myself, going, you know, has it gone? You know, that I missed it. Yeah, yeah. you would think that, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, to a certain ex- extent, it that it kind of it worked because there aren't as many tackles that would result in it being a, a penalty in a black card. But I mean, the the foul on chin, that, that's the exact reason it was brought in for. When it's not inside the square, when the player has turned his man and he's he's going to go for he's got a goal chance and he's dragged down to the ground. Like yeah. and if you look at that again, like he had him, he had he he even got the ball on the turn. You know, he was he was away, like you know, there isn't a hope yeah. a Clinton would have got back to him, you know, especially like you know, when you look at it and even slow it down, like because Keen Nolan had him already kind of caught. You know when they kind of stop the action, you know, and you can see like that if Keane Nolan didn't touch him, um, you know he was away. Like there was nobody that was going to catch him. So like I fully agree. It's just it's it's typical GA, you know, in terms of their application of rules, you know, and what yeah. they want to deal with and what they don't want to deal with, and how, um, you know, the inconsistencies apply. And I, I suppose that's the big issue really with the GA is the level of inconsistency across the board in terms of what they do apply and what they don't and obviously they've kind of went well if we don't apply it at all then we can't actually get given out about it you know and <laughs> that is exactly it the other side of that then is like what's not included in the rule book is if you pull the hurley out of his hand like you know so if Keen Nolan actually just grabbed his hurley and pulled it out of his hands you know it's not a black card like so it's it's a strange um it's 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 typical GA in terms of like even how the Clare lads got off the suspension, you know, and and like a, a meeting is not a meeting, and now suddenly today it comes out and there was something clarified that you know it was right what they did, and they can't suspend the Clare lads. So like it's it's um it's just a a phenomenal um like even to think that we could go professional with the amount of rules and the amount of people in different organizations and committees would just baffle me you know there is no hope we could run a professional organization sure I'm, i assume that them are lads that are getting paid are they this is the problem i would think so <laughs> so you disagree with davy and joe canning saying that uh two two clear defenders would have got back 
I I don't I I when you look at it like Keen Nolan has him grabbed the very first time he receives the ball. You know, like that if Keen Nolan does like I suppose possibly if he just grabs him and 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 holds him up a small bit, you know, but he he dragged him to the ground, you know. So if he doesn't touch if he doesn't touch him, Lee Chin is away. There isn't a hope a Clare man can can get back to that. And should, should and then, it matter if there's a defender back? Like if you look at Shanahan's goal, right? There was three Wexford people basically on the line. Does that mean it wasn't the goal scoring opportunity because it was three Wexford people back there? Like, sure, this is the thing, and I don't, I, I don't even think like that. You know, uh, I see there them talking about drawing lines on the field. Oh, you know? Doesn't make sense. I... That that doesn't make sense either because it's some fouls are a penalty in there and some fouls aren't. You it's know, not about the distance or how many people are in the way. It's if it was a goal scoring chance and that's it. Like Jack O'Connor, obviously it was a goal scoring chance because he got a goal from it. But if he was dragged down outside the twenty one, like when, when, after he grabbed the ball, then it's that stops that being a goal. It's too objective or too subjective, yeah. you know, in terms of like how they how how they apply it. And like I. <sighs> I don't say this often, like, but I actually feel sorry for referees in terms of the amount of rules, you know, that are in the game and like and and the speed at which it's played. Um, like hurling has just gone to a different level, you know, and how quick the game is moving and you know what defines a tackle, what doesn't define a tackle, you know. Um, like when when players are held up, sometimes it's overcarrying and sometimes it's a free because they're holding yeah, it's, up. It's, um... It's it's gone very unclear in terms of how it is reft, you know. So like I would feel sorry for referees sometimes in terms of how they apply the rules because they're not being helped, you know, at top level in terms of like the guidance that that uh, that does apply, you know. And bring that back to club level, and you have a whole different game altogether. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think they've been helped by anyone. Like you no. listen to people, and most people on talking on different podcasts and all, they just commend the ref. For, for not making a decision like and it's sure. just absolutely ridiculous look at the Munster final like you know like I thought it was a, a phenomenal game to watch you know in terms of what it was but like the amount of stuff amount of rules of hurling that were let go that day you know yeah. to make it a good game you know like and I, I, I would love it if every game was like that but sure we get out of control so quickly but that's the way the All-Ireland semi-final and final are going to be refereed you know because that's yeah. that's the way it is every year because it's a better spectacle but like, again, like, where's the consistency then, you know, in terms of, of where it goes, you know, down the line? Yeah, well, I, I'm not feeling sorry for uh, for column lines for the weekend because I, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't impressed. 21 minutes before Wexford got their first free, uh, like, Claire were missing frees left, right and centre there for a while, but Wexford weren't even getting any to miss. I... I... Uh, I've had plenty of disagreements with Colin Lyons down through the years. He didn't do me any favours, so it's <laughs> nice to see him uh, uh, the shoe on the other foot maybe for a while. No, no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't, Colin. No, um, I just thought, like, it wasn't even the bigger decisions, like like the Pendy one, even though that was horrendous in my opinion. But it was the things that were the same for both sides, like maybe an arm out that to tackle, but, you know, it doesn't grab Claire. Straight away for Claire. Lines his arm is going up for the advantage, and then if they don't get the score, it's a free. And when a Claire lad does it to a Wexford lad, there's nothing. I think Matt O'Hanlon out on the sideline near the end was fouled by Duggan, then fouled by Ryan Taylor. 
and then eventually pulled out over the line by Aaron Shanahan, but he had got the ball away. And Colin Lyons, there was no arm up, there was no free. He actually did stop it when Johnny Murphy called. Yeah, actually, that, that was a free. <laughs> I called it. Yeah, he wasn't going to call it. Yeah, I, I he wasn't going to call it. A complete hit, like, but like sometimes I think referees, and, and far too often it happens, referee, you know, the occasion and how the game is going. You know, sometimes if a team has momentum and they look like, and that's where a referee, I feel sorry for him because there's so much uh, subjectivity in the in in terms yeah. of how it's played and like sometimes it's the yeah you've arm out did he hold on to him for long enough or did he let him away with it? It, it is it is like I, I don't know why I didn't go into it you know in terms of <laughs> because it, and would you believe like that I I I lived with Sean Stack in in college for four years and never thought he'd go into refereeing you know like and and now suddenly he's in the middle of it so I don't know. What draws people into it, but obviously, you know, uh, some people will do it. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's probably just me with my my Wexford hat on, but uh, oh, it frustrated me. The whole game frustrated me. And, and you're you're asking me now about my uh, my penalty call. What do you make of uh, the second goal, Leechins, uh the third For, goal? Okay, the the second Leechins first goal. I I I let him away with that. I think it was just on the borderline, and he might not. Yeah. Thought- he was also well, being uh, he was also being manhandled. Choked <laughs> when that ball went in, though. Okay, okay. So it, listen, you got a penalty. It's a goal. We both agree on it. We, penalty, we, Anna, Anna, Simbin. <laughs> <laughs> what about what? Big, what about begrudgingly, that? begrudgingly, I'd say that the the third goal is probably a square ball. I would. I, I watched it back. Minimal. I, and he went in to talk to the umpire. Did you see that after the after it had went, yeah. and I, th- I thought he was one hundred percent going to give a square ball because I was like, "This is so obvious." But sure, and, he wanted to. Yeah, <laughs> Col- Column Lyons wanted to. He said, "Lads, are you sure he wasn't in the square?" And the umpire's like, oh, <laughs> I, "I don't know." <laughs> Lads, uh, we can't let Wexford win this. Yeah, I, I don't think we can uh, make no. a, a big argument to say that wasn't a square ball. Probably, yeah, no, probably I think was, you know, yeah. But it's it's isn't it isn't isn't this the the typical thing like the amount of calls that us on the outside you know can see watching the game like that we we like what to be quite honest Hawkeye has become a joke it's taken so long now for Hawkeye to actually uh, uh, give an answer now it's slowing the game down more like what is wrong with having a video ref you know like I I think they, video ref is the wrong way to go because like there's even debates. It t- take longer, but there's debates after, like a week after, was it a card or not? And if you start bringing video in, like just even, just, just even clear cut stuff, you know, like that, like if if Rory Hayes's is strike is seen in a video ref uh, last week, it's a red card during the game. Yeah. Peter Duggan's right, you know, punch into the stomach is seen in a video ref, it's a red card. You know, if a square ball is seen, it, it can be decided on quite quickly, like. Hawkeye isn't in every stadium in Ireland, you know. Like, like, what is? I I don't know what their issue is with in terms of like, um, you know, you you have a fourth official there, right? So it's not as if like the fourth official can't, you know, have access to like, you know, it's it's not as if they don't have enough officials there, you know. Yeah, well, I think the first thing you do is give the two linesmen like they are qualified referees. Yeah, give them more of a role in spotting things like. Their main job is to decide whether it's a sideline or not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 
they're fully qualified referee and usually the ref the, the guy in the middle can see if it's a sideline which team it's the sidelines give them more of a responsibility to call things yeah. and i even think and i even think and it might be it might be mad and i know we're we're turning referees off the game and so on but like what's wrong with one of the umpires being a referee you know there's yeah. enough it's so they've got more responsibility than the linesman there's enough of, you know like that you know they can surely see you know what's going on there's enough bodies there and stuff like that it, it just it annoys me in terms of like you know suddenly sometimes they want it to be applicable to club level and then suddenly it's like it's okay to have hawkeye you know, but we don't have hawkeye at club level you know like so you didn't inside man any or running hawkeye anyway he didn't uh you didn't get to use him anyway so i i have a serious issue with hawkeye now <laughs> if you look at that the one the leech in one that was given wide right it's on the inside and because it touches the post it's yeah but that, that's in the rule because but clearly, but clearly if it the post is there and it touches the post it hits the post and goes between the posts yeah but it's not always clear so they had to make a call on it you can't give out about that one Imagine, I don't like, I don't like it. you come into play I'd actually be in agreement there I think like if, if it only clips like if, it, if the ball shows that it only clips the inside of the post that ball is going over the bar like but then again, what do you do? Do you say if, it, if half the ball is, you know, I suppose it is very unsure. But so I would to give a certain percentage of the ball if touching the post. But sure, like that'll take another 10 minutes for Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't. It shouldn't if it's this. Sure. Yeah, what, I laughed, what I laughed about was, was it, the, was it the Leinster final? And like, it was like, was it the Munster final? One of them. And it was like, you know, nearly three minutes for Hawkeye. Oh, and, and then it, it said it didn't work. Somebody hadn't touched not it. available. Oh yeah. God, ridiculous. Thank you very much, Colin, for joining us again. No problem. Yeah, thanks, Colin. Good crack Good again. Crack. Yeah, your knowledge yeah. is unrivaled. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was nice of you to give Wexford a bit of credit. <laughs> uh, well, listen, it's, uh, I, you know what? I think with Wexford, the one thing is losing Rory O'Connor and setting up the way they did, it was, um, it was probably unfortunate for him because this year they had more forwards, you know, more lads that could, could cause damage and they were keeping them further up the field. Um, but it, it's very hard in your first year too with Darry Egan, you know, like because it's a balancing act between, you know, having a bit of success. You know, obviously they got to, you know, far in the league and and understanding, you know, like how you're going to build a bit of unity in the team and how they're going to build a bit of belief in in what I'm doing is correct. And I suppose they just found it hard maybe to continue that. You know, they didn't have maybe the 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 credit built up in the bank to kind of slowly work their way through the league you know, in terms of having a manager. So I'm sure um, he'll have learned an awful lot about his players this year, you know, and, and kind of setting them up next year and stuff like that to, to have a right crack at it. Because the more, the more teams we have getting up to Limerick's ability, you know... And the better, better it'll be for the whole, the whole thing. Anyway, uh, cheers, lads. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, Thank, thanks, yeah, thanks for coming on. Well, that was our chat with Colin. Uh, it was nice to hear, Ben, an outside, uh, someone from outside the county actually giving Wexford a little bit of credit. Yeah, now in fairness to Colin, although he's very, very pro Clare, he kind of calls it as it is, I think, you know? Yeah, he talks, talks with sense, talks with sense. We're going to a real Wexford man, get a Wexford man's view on the whole situation. Yeah, we will do. We'll move on to our chat with Harry Kyo. Right, so Harry, um, you were part of the panel the last two years that were knocked out by Clare. 
How did you feel at, at the weekend? Were you relieved not to have to get knocked out by Claire for a third time? Or was there a party that was wishing you could have been out there to, to stop it happening? Um, I don't know, yeah. Like, obviously, I'm pretty fresh out of the setup. So, um, yeah, it's it's not easy to watch it, to be honest. Like, maybe next year I'll be able to relax a little bit more and just enjoy the game for what it is. But, um, yeah, just really disappointed for the lads. After the match is kind of my main feeling about it. Um, obviously, a missed opportunity. And Claire have had it over us the last couple of years. And for once, you know, they were the ones chasing us at the finish. And yeah, it'll be a tough one, tough one now for the lads because everything kind of fell our way. You know, we got the real fast start. Tony Kelly missing some freeze. Um, in fairness, the lads got the matchups right. Um, everything going well. Ginny, Ginny going well. Um, and then obviously a huge, huge turning point in the second half where they hit the crossbar, comes down the other end, and we get the goal. You kind of, you think at that stage, this has to be our day. So, um, but I, I, I even said when that goal went in, I was, I said that thing like, uh, I still have a feeling Claire are going to win. It's just we were kind of more so relying on big moments and, um, you know, kind of breaks off long balls into the square. Whereas Claire were playing with a bit more structure and, you know, there was there was more kind of flow to their play and building the play from deep with their backs coming out with the ball going deep their half hard line breaking through the balls. They were getting scores a little bit easier. Um, so yeah, they almost almost held on and obviously. Ginny should have had the penalty and the black card. That would have definitely been the nail in the coffin for Claire, but wasn't to be, unfortunately. And yeah, another exit at the hands of Claire. A very tough one to take, considering yeah, three three years in a row. But I think we probably we probably made a better go of it this year. Do you think? Yeah, to be honest, the game kind of went as I expected beforehand. Um, I, I didn't think Claire would get back to their monster final level. Like I, I kind of expected them to be good, but not quite as good as they were in the monster final. Like that was just an unreal game of Ireland from both sides. Um, but um, say like from Claire in the round robin, like that game against Warford when they didn't need to win, like that was really impressive. So I, I knew that they'd, they'd be good, but. Um, it was just teed up nicely for Wexford, like they were coming with momentum, momentum at the right time. Um, I think the, the guys had kind of found their feet with that a little bit in terms of what style of play was working. Um, so yeah, I was quietly confident um, ahead of the game, um, but yeah, they just they just have a little bit extra on us, don't they? Maybe like they've knocked us out an awful lot now over the last. Since like the last time we beat them, championship was 2014, that game in the park, wasn't it? So I know we've beat them in the league a good number of times in between, but um they just seem to have that little bit extra on us, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I think it's the stats now out of eleven times meeting in the championship, they've gone through ten in Wexford once with the yeah. four of those in the last five years. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I mean, you couldn't have, you couldn't have any uh, arguments to, like say like what was it eighteen, um, um, twenty and twenty one. Like in fairness, they were they were in the driving seat for the majority of the game those days. 
and we came back strong with them at the end last year. But like they were just the better team and should have won. I suppose this one is particularly hard to take for Wexford fans and the players because it was it was right there. And we we should we should have won it. Um, so yeah, it's it's just uh, again I just feel for the lads because it's another year gone by with with no silverware for a team that has you know lofty ambitions and trying to compete to, to win another Leinster and get to that back to that semi-final and get to the other in the final and the fact that they would have been playing Kilkenny in the semi-final probably adds another extra little bit of disappointment to be honest because uh, I think this Wexford team are better than the current Kilkenny team so uh, you, you would have fancied your chances in the semi-final and then you know, God knows what will happen in the other semi-final Galway and, and Limerick you know, Limerick are heavy favourites but you know, Galway are obviously a top class team stranger things have happened so it could be 2019 all over again where yeah, you know there could have been an All-Ireland potentially there for us but yeah hopefully yeah. The, hopefully the squad sticks together now and comes back you, know, you, you don't see any retirements or lads going travelling and stuff because there's such that core group of guys is really strong like and it's been going for a good few years now and you know um, my opinion would be that the that kind of core group of players deserves to finish up with more than just the one answer. Yeah. Um, when Wexford did get the third goal after Claire hitting the crossbar, like my mind straight away, I tried not to get carried away, but my mind straight away did go to, and we have the beatings to kick any. Like we're looking at an All Ireland final, but uh, I, I did, I did manage to just go, no, this game's not over yet. And yeah, if I didn't do it mentally, I think Claire did it fairly quick anyway. So you, you said uh, like that Claire were more structured. I suppose they took took a while to get their structure mm. down to Wexford Wexford's game plan and the matchups. Um, but when they did get their structure, was it at a situation where Wexford didn't they didn't uh, make enough hay when the sun was shining? Like when they were when when they could have been on top. Or was it just not being able to deal with Claire in full flow with the tired legs? Um, I wouldn't say Wexford are wasteful or didn't make enough of the opportunities they had in fairness. Any of the big chances that they had, they took them. And like to, like this, the problem in the round robin was just a lot of wides. And I, I don't know how many wides there was, but it didn't strike me as Wexford were striking a lot of wides in the game. I think it was more, it was just kind of how the game panned out, like because Wexford this year. Like with Davy, it was kind of all running through the lines and kind of balls to the corner and crossfield balls. You know, that was kind of how we wanted to play. Whereas obviously with this year with Dara, it's they can play that way. They can play with the sweeper, without the sweeper, and the long ball to the square is always an option. Um, but I think the game kind of changed for Wexford when when Rory went off because Rory is like he's just unbelievable pace and legs, and his game is all about kind of you know, those those fast runs in between the full forward line and the half forward line are going short, getting ball off the half forward line. He's you know, he's always kind of that outlet for the uh, a pass to the corner or into the space and he he can always beat his man to the space. So he went off and so that's kind of your your main target for that kind of ball gone. And then I'm not like I'm not hundred percent sure but it looked like Ginny picked up a hamstring injury in in the first half. So that he didn't look to have the same mobility as he usually has. Like, and Chinny can play that game like Rory does as well. Attack the space, get on the ball, take your man on, shoot it. 
So Ginny went into the full forward line, then in beside Mac. And like obviously Mac's game is his main strength is long ball and catching it. Um, and it's just that kind of combination of factors with Rory going off and Chinny having to go into the full forward line. It kind of forces into a lot of long ball. Um, and you know we had some success off it, but like if you do, if you a tactic becomes predictable after a while, and it reminded me a little bit of 2019 where it was just long ball after long ball. Um, and you know we got we got some some big scores. The goals came from long balls but I think Claire got the grips with us then as the second half progressed and, and the pattern was more so they were able to break the long balls and their half back line were mopping it up and they were able to build a play from there and they, they just got momentum then and momentum is a, is a funny thing like it's like it's almost as if you get slower they get faster and your hurling is on the is decreases and theirs increases even though that makes absolutely no sense but um, all of a sudden they have an extra extra yard of space and they're more energy breaking through the tackles and they're not missing those shots they were missing in the first half. And in fairness, the Clare supporters are unreal, like the noise they generate and just roaring the team on. And there's almost a sense it was uh, almost inevitable that they were going to catch Wexford and Pippa set the line. And, you know, last 10 minutes, what was it? 1-9 to two points, they outscored us, you know, just completely took over the game. Um but I think if we had Rory on the field, that was probably the, one of the main factors why we couldn't hold on. Just that, like Rory is just, if there was a transfer market in Wexford, you know, I'd, the first one I'd pick would be would be Rory probably. You know, he's just, he's so hard to win and, and mark. Um, so, yeah, a real shame, but probably uh, like on the balance of play, Claire maybe. We're, we're the better team you may have to admit that you know they scored what they scored 19 points from play versus eight for us mm. 30 shots we had, I think 19 so they were they were generating more opportunities but just the way the game panned out we it was there for us we just couldn't hold unfortunately Is there anything that you think we could have done differently to, to hold on a bit better? Um, I mean it's it's Easy to say in hindsight now, but we probably over overdone the, the long ball a little bit. We um if we could have tried to work it short more to the half forward line and probably I don't know, I see Chini and Mac both in there, both kind of doing the same thing. Um Mac because that's his just the way he plays, like he wants high ball and he's brilliant at it. And Chini was kind of doing the same thing because he didn't like I said, I'm not sure if he was injured, but he looked to pick up a hamstring injury in the, first, in the first half. So he wasn't able to kind of attack this the spaces left and right as he usually would and, you know, drag Claire defence out of shape. Um, maybe putting someone like Mikey in there. Mikey's a lot of pace. He could have mixed things up a little bit, but uh, it's easy easy to say these things now. We've been having, having success after long ball most of the game like most of our big scores came from long balls like the goals or Mac won a couple of good frees um, but yeah just the momentum went against us unfortunately and the Clare bench made a massive impact in fairness um, our guys didn't make as, as big of an impact um, no and, yeah. and lose, losing key lads too like obviously Rory in the first half after only 16 minutes or something but then D, uh, Shane Rec and Damien Rec all had to go off as well. Um, Shane obviously it was a, it was his first match starting in 
months. So it was going to be tough for him to last the pace. But the, have you heard, were, were D and Damien injured or did they just run out of legs? Or? Um, well, Shane, I believe, came off because he, he was just white and cramp. But like, I have to fair play to him like, to come in. Huh. I, I, like I'm not sure he's done a whole lot of training or obviously not been playing hard matches and come in and Mac Tony Kelly and Thurless like and do a job on him like that you know just serious respect for him but I believe he just ran out of gas and cramping and um, I think Damon might have picked up a dead leg maybe um, uh, not sure about D um, I know he, like he didn't play last week maybe he's carrying a bit of an injury maybe I yeah. just came against him but like you're you're bringing on Kevin for D, which is not like a downgrade in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of up front. We weren't getting as much change, I suppose, from 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 um, just kind of the way we were playing more so. And um, but still, yeah, you know, we 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 should have held on realistically, shouldn't we? Oh, we should. I know. You know we should. What, <laughs> we six six points up, ten minutes to go. So. Ah, it's, it's 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 disappointing now. It's disappointing, but yeah. I, I think as as Dara put it, it, it it was probably more more closer to twenty minutes to go because you know there was six added minutes and um, but still, still so close yet so far. I know. Yeah, yeah. We're happy not to play Claire again now for a long time. <laughs> yeah, and like if you look at it on the other side, it's Kilkenny's first game since two thousand and three against them. Yeah, yeah, that's mad. Actually, I think it's just I don't know. Claire and Wexford are just so similar in in some ways, kind of in our where we sit in the pecking order in our provincial championships. You know, mm. like if we if we were able to just get the more Leinster finals, we'd probably be avoiding them. And yeah. then, and they're the same in Munster. They're not getting to them regularly anyway, so we we kind of just end up in that kind of prelim um, qualifier and getting drawn in the quarterfinals together. Um, they want to keep playing them until until they beat them. Until yeah. they beat them and then never play them again. <laughs> <laughs> last game, last game counts. Yes. <laughs> but uh, they're a good side though. And I think I think I might have said the last time was that yeah, like we all end up playing Claire and I always think they're so good when we played them and they've never seemed to really, you know, progress or win any, anything big but I think yeah like everyone's kind of appreciating how good they are this year now like they're serious outfit. Um yeah, like last year last year I thought they were they were excellent for most yeah. of the year. Like they bet Waterford in the first round um they lost Tipperary in what's been described as controversial circumstances. But then they bet Wexford uh and then Tony Kelly had a shot against Cork in the last minute that was saved that you know if that had gone in there in all Ireland semi-final and they're being looked at different. Like I think they they have been kind of disregarded a little bit in the same way as Wexford seemed to be by the by the rest of the country. Um like everyone kind of seems to see Wexford as a banana skin rather than like, are Wexford a banana skin? Is is that like, fair for all the other counties to be looking at this? Like you don't call it serious contenders a banana skin, do you? Ah, I don't. I don't know. I think Claire might have got respect now this year in particular. I think everyone's been talking about them since the start of Munster Championship as probably right. second best team in Ireland. Um, so like a they are a better team than Kilkenny, but like 
Kenny are just so hard to beat. Like, you know, you have to be a good bit better than them to beat them on the day. So, um, you know, you'd imagine on paper they should beat Kenny and, and get to the final. Um, but with Kenny, you just never know. And then, yeah, Galway and Limerick in the other side, like, Limerick, Limerick should get through that one. But, you know, like, things can, can happen in games. Galway could get a couple of breaks, couple of couple of lucky goals. Um and Galway probably one of the few teams that have physicality to match Limerick as well. So um but yeah Limerick 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 Clare final will be something to look forward to now. But um P P we're not there in that semi final now. Um I think great for Le- Leinster Harland too. Yeah and, and you know like I know I know we lost and it's disappointing like but I think like Wexford are right up there with the top teams like, you know like looking at the games yesterday I think Wexford would have beaten Cork I think Wexford would have beaten Galway um, just a just a bit unlucky the way it worked out that we met um, Clare again and, and they're kind of at the peak of their powers like, but that fancy is to beat Galway and I think, I think we definitely would have beaten Cork we would have beaten Cork well actually they're just a, they're a frustrating team if you're a Cork supporter I'd imagine I'd say so yeah but so we're not going to get that respect until we do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, we probably, like, looking back on the year, we, we between league and championship, we've beaten Limerick, Clare, Galway, Kilkenny, and else. We've beaten a lot of the big, big teams. Um, but I think we need a more consistent run in the championship like Clare have done this year to get the respect that Clare are getting this year. Like, I don't know, Galway just seem to have the respect anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even though their performances haven't been good really that that much all year. I mean, they, they bet Kilkenny and Salt Hill by a point, which at the end of the game was also a dubious point. And they bet Dublin comfortably enough, but drew at Wexford, beaten by Kilkenny in the Leinster final scraped over Cork like but yet they're they're seen so far ahead of Wexford for some reason mm, yeah they're there though you know they haven't played well but yet they're in an All-Ireland semi-final it's like we have to play over a scheme to get to an All-Ireland semi-final yeah yeah uh, look the league is one thing and like we've actually been very good in the league the, for a good number of years now but it's like you said Ben it's it's um, yeah, championship is to be on an end all, and they have been more consistently good, I suppose, in championship the past number of years. Um, even even Kilkenny, like a team that, like uh, this Wexford team, are better than Kilkenny, like, but there's three Leinsters in a row now, don't they? Yeah. They're, got to a final, you know, regularly in the semi final, so that's probably the the level that. Wexford have to get to, I suppose, to be truly seen as like I, I don't think anybody doubts that that this Wexford squad has the ability to be seen as one of the um, top top teams. Um, but yeah, you probably need that championship consistency. You know, more Leinster titles, um, turn up in semi-finals, then obviously, and hopefully get to that final at some stage. What do you see as the positives for Dara and for the Wexford team from the year? Um, I suppose the main positive or there would have I suppose a fear probably not in the camp but within the players but kind of within the county and the media and stuff is 
the manager coming in after Davy. It's not not an easy job because obviously, you know, training is tough, tough under Davy, and that does probably you know, um, and there's he's a pretty set way of of playing, or not even a set way of playing. Just we were so we were so so used to playing that way, um, under him for you know since 2017. So I think that kind of transition from Davy to Dara has been good. Like I, I don't think you couldn't say Wexford slipped back or anything this year. And in fairness, no. the style of play we've added some variety to our game, which is which is good. And um, like this kind of this year reminded me an awful lot of of 2019 when we won Leinster. Yeah, the the round robin was just incredibly tight. Uh, like we won, think back we won that Leinster. Like we drew drew all the games in the in the round robin. Um, but then obviously won the Leinster final, so you might look back on on that a little bit more favourably. Um, then was the reality. Um, and then obviously came up short in the semi final. Like so, we're very close to that. Those achieving that same kind of success again this year. Um, and you know, so the kind of core, the main lads are still as good as ever. Or if it, the likes of Matt this year, Matt's been his, his best Fantastic. year. Yeah, probably. So it's good to see like that those guys are still they're definitely not on the on the decline, and you know there's there's plenty left in them. Um, and then obviously Dar's had a big push on trying to bring in new faces. Like, and even though like one to fifteen is you know there are a couple of new additions like Oshin Foley, but one to fifteen is pretty much the same as it has been the last couple of years, you have to say, but the subs bench is just completely different to what, what it has been. So um look at look into next year. Not sure you'll see a whole lot of change on the on the first 15, to be honest. I like, think our that is our best team like and I don't see too many guys kind of coming and taking the jersey off the likes of D or Lee Moog or Matt Lee Mac, you know, realistically all those guys are going to be starting again next year. Uh, it's just it's just trying to develop the the other half of the panel, I suppose, um, and giving giving them game time in in the league and stuff. And because you know that there's that kind of the age of the main players is you know there's not that long left in them realistically. You know they're kind of a lot of them are 29, 30, 31 ish. So. Um, like the group has been really well managed the whole way up along. Like since a lot of those guys came into, a lot of them would have come in under one or two. Like would have come in under Colin Bonner when I, when I came in, and then a lot of lads would have come in under Lean, um, and then a lot under under Davey. Really professional setup. So like they've been well managed as athletes. So there's um they can kind of keep going at the at the the level that they are for another couple of years. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think they'll probably be happy with, you know, with, his, with the way it went this year. But at the same time, like I said earlier, like it's another year, no trophy for this group. And that's what this group wants is trophies. Like, you know, like there's no point talking to Matt or Dearly Mog about transition periods, you know, or if I was still there, I wouldn't want to hear about transition periods. I want to win Leinster and try to get to an all-earn final. So um, just trying to find that balance, I suppose. I suppose with, with them all around a similar age, like 
uh, and maybe they've a few years left. But would there be a worry that if they all decided to call it a day on in, in the same year, in maybe two or three years down the line, that that's a big a big chunk of a of a team gone in the one goal, similar to what happened to Kilkenny, I think, in two thousand and thirteen or fourteen, when they they lost maybe. They were Tommy Walsh and uh Jackie or JJ Delaney and a co- and a, I think Brian Hogan all in the one year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that is a fear, and I suppose it's it's up to Dara to try and manage that as as best they can. But like, what do you, what do you do as the manager? These are the best players. Like, and you're putting a extra team out. Like, you you want to win, you know? Yeah, like yeah. Well, that's Trophies or, that team still. Do we need players to 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 be starting to stand up and start fighting them for the jersey a bit more? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's the guys that are in there. That's obviously what what they want to do and what the management is pushing them to do. But at the same time, like I think that this group that's been together now, like the core of the team for a good number of years, is is kind of an above average group as retro yeah. teams go. Probably, yeah, like you have to be realistic about that as well so where we'll be after this team finishes up it's it's, it's hard to know like um i suppose like you you'll still have kind of rory and demo rex shane rex age group which uh, they'll be the kind of the main the main guys then so um i don't know maybe i'm just a bit biased like these are the lads that i've been playing with like my whole career and i suppose you know i've uh, oh, belief in them so the, the performances are still are still standing up absolutely as you said yeah, like yeah. Matt Matt was just phenomenal this year yeah and at the same time good luck to anyone trying to try to wrestle the jersey off him <laughs> no way no <laughs> yeah no Matt Matt is uh Matt's been very good this year and, and there are plenty plenty of years left in him um so it's hard to know whether anyone will step away to be honest um no, hopefully not. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't, I have lot, lots to offer. Nobody springs to mind that would be an obvious one to step away because, you know, like any of the most of the older guys that we're talking about are on the team, you know. So like, I would, I wouldn't be stepping away if I was on the team. I do with Tony Brown on it and play as long as I could, <laughs> like. So, uh, yeah, I'd say they'll, they'll all stay for next year. We caught you on that now next week wrapped <laughs> 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 <Raft> of retirements <laughs> yeah I could look silly now alright but no hopefully not uh, you'd more, have, more so have the inside track than us I'd say I'll say nothing now hopefully um, it's all about just more young lads coming in I suppose I mean that that under 20 team this year it's quite a good team. They only lost by a point by you know a lick of paint. They could have got to extra time. That team won minor Leinster. So there are quality players coming through from that. Like we would expect to see a bit more of uh Keen Malaya, I suppose, with the senior team next year. Probably AJ Redmond as well. Kyle Scallon. Kyle Scallon, um, Richie Lawler. Yeah. And I think five of the six forwards of that under twenty team are underage for under twenty next year. So now I hope to God. I don't like the under twenty rule, but I think I do think none of those guys 
are quite none of the on the lads were underage when they're twenty next year. None of them are ready for senior hurling next year either. Mm, yeah. I really hope they get that full year playing under twenty. Now, preferably, I'd like to see the rule changed. But. Yeah, the rule is ridiculous. That's the real problem. It's just the GA doing GA things, isn't it? Like, you know, like minor is just is too young. Like, I, I don't like 20 should be 21s. And like this whole suspensions thing during the week was a complete farce. And like even the Cheney, like being fouled and not it not a black card not being shown and a penalty not being given. Like it's, it's a clear example of what the rule is for. Yeah. Um, no, why why they brought in the rule and just like, because yeah of whatever like, happened last year they're like now nah, we don't we don't need to enforce that rule this year yeah like this and like the GA is an amateur association but there's a lot of people in the GA getting paid salaries for what they're doing like and it's just I don't know it's just amateur over a lot of stuff isn't it yeah, well they're keeping the news anyway <laughs> stay relevant yeah. But like you said, with that, with the black card rule, like when, when Cheney was fouled, it didn't actually spring to my mind like that's a black card and a penalty because I just I almost forgot the rule even existed. Yeah. You know. Um, so, and then, you know, the pen lines and stuff I see on the Sunday game. And another thing is like, why is that rule not in, in the club game? It doesn't make sense either. Is the, is the black card rule not in the club game? No. Oh, don't believe so. So you'll be getting yeah. pulled down when you're on through for club on next week. Well, we were playing practice match during the week there, and uh, <laughs> Alan Carton was pulled down similar to Chinny, and he turned around to the ref and he's like, Yeah, that's a black card and a penalty. And the ref was like, Sure, it's not intercounty you're playing that rule, is not <laughs> that rule, is not for club. So I presume the ref knows, but it's just like why why would it be for intercounty and not club? Like I understand, like say Hawkeye for being intercounty again, but uh, you know different for rules for the same game. Yeah, yeah. You know, things. Well, look, it's not really in the intercounty game at the moment either. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now we'll go to our hurler of the week, which is sponsored by Bolands Wexford Ford, the official Ford dealership located in Ferrybank, Wexford, number one for new and used cars in Ireland. So Harry, we'll give it to you to um, choose the Wexford hurler of the week from the game at the weekend. Um, I've kind of already said it. I like I just massive respect for Shane Rick. I what he was able to do to come in like that. Um, just like with such limited training and I haven't played for so long, come in and mark probably the best hurler in the country. Um, like a, like just the mental strength he, he must have, like to be able to push his body that far. To the, to the point where he was kind of coming off with cramps. So, uh, Shane Rick, yeah, makes it harder week for me. Very good. Congratulations, Shane. Have you ever marked him? Or has he ever marked you? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have marked him. Yeah, I would have marked him in training. And yeah, super, super sticky, kind of like an unorthodox style. Um, like he doesn't, he generally doesn't hit a whole lot of ball, but he's just, he's so hard to, to get away from. He's just kind of, he's, he's glutey and he's very good getting like flicks in and stuff. And he's a good enough athlete, like to be able to stick with forwards, which is a, a huge thing in, in the modern game. Um, like probably the, the number one trait you need for to make Tony Kelly is your athletic ability more so than Harlan. Um, so, um, yeah, maybe I'll come across him in the, 
club championship at some stage this year. Another year, like under the under new management setup, I'd imagine Wexford will progress next year. Yeah. That's that's good. That's all. That's what I want to hear. And in fairness to Dara, he seems he seems eager and ready to go for next year already. Like from his, from talking afterwards, I'd say I'd say yeah. he'd be making plans that from from now till when he gets the players back. Yeah, and there's huge value like and having a year under the belt now, getting to know the players and the ins and outs of Wexford Ireland and um working with his backroom team and SNC and getting to watch like I suppose he'll watch the club championship now and everything and so yeah, okay. yeah he wouldn't have seen an awful lot last year like he came he was announced around the time of the quarterfinals I think so he'll get the full club championship in this year I'm sure yeah there was very few games left when he was announced yeah and plus he's still learning it's his first first year as an inter-county manager never mind first year in Wexford Finishing on a positive note. That's what I'd like to hear. Thanks very much, Harry, for joining us again. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks, William Harry. Matt Johanan trying to buy himself a bit of space. A point for Matt Johanan. It's not here. It's in the net. Thanks very much to Colin and Harry for joining us. Always great to get their opinions. Unfortunately, Shane Tompkins couldn't join us. I believe you're helping him with his application, Gary. His application? Oh, for the for the new job? Yeah. He's applying to the CCCC. He reckons that he knows what's going on and he reckons he can sort all the problems. Yeah, um, I believe. Yeah, he's he's asked me. I'm actually down as one of his references. So, if the CCCC are looking for someone to tell them how good Shane is, I'm I'm ready. So best luck to him with that. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to our sponsor, the Enniscorthy Credit Union. We'll be back soon with another podcast. Take care. Oh, Wexford. All right, Wexford.